Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Newsreel. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And here on the Newsreel, this is where we talk about current events in movies and in TV. But we want to drop in with our TNR question of the day. And it's been a while actually, but almost two years to the day pretty much uh, for the release of the last MCU movie, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Basically, two years ago was Spider-Man, Spider-Man Far From Home. And now we're finally going to be getting a Black Widow's solo movie. So, Ken, uh, on a scale from 1 to 3,000, like we normally do on our uh, regular podcast show, um, with 3,000 being the most, how much are you anticipating the release of Black Widow? Ooh, man. Uh, well, just to keep things simple, I wanted to just kind of get right into it. 2700 which is about like 90%. I feel like, um, I mean, it, it's been nice, you know, getting new content, um, especially with the D- Disney Plus shows. Obviously, Loki is currently going on right now. We're, uh, as of this recording, we're already four episodes in, and tomorrow will be episode five. Um, and so um, it, it's just nice to get, you know, that steady stream of, uh, of new content after we basically went, a, I don't know, a year and a half or something like that without mm-hmm. any new content, uh, especially uh, with some decent shows. But with all the decent shows that we've had, I feel like um, there's still something to be said to, to be able to watch an MCU movie at the movie theaters with a bunch of us, you know, like fans, you know, uh, and well, hopefully it'll be better than our best, uh, our F nine experience or whatever. And we're kind of counting on it, but dude, I'm excited. I'm really pumped. And so, uh, I don't know. It, it, and it helps that, you know, it's a little bit more of a standalone and, you know, our MCU rewatch has helped a lot in terms of, uh, keeping us up to date uh, on where we're at in, in the MCU timeline for Black Widow. So I don't know. How how, do you, how are you feeling about it? Well, what, how would you rate your anticipation level? Uh, for me, I'm actually going to rate it a little bit higher. I'd give mine 2840. So that's roughly around 94 or something percent. It's been a bit of a roller coaster, I feel like, with this movie in terms of my hype levels. I remember last year when it was about to come out in May, right? Yeah, May 2020. And I just remember it was like I was getting so hyped. And then obviously uh, the pandemic hit. We had to all just stay home. And But I'm just... And then my, uh, my hype levels went down again. And then just as we slowed... Like about maybe a month ago, I'm like, uh, I don't know. I'm not like feeling it too much all the movies that we've seen in theater sometimes they're hit like mortal Kombat, uh, and then you got <laughs> wrath of man i'm like yeah this is why i love going back to the movies then you got f9 again like damn it <laughs> so it's been a roller coaster in terms of theater experience um but just like you i'm really looking forward to it just because i also don't know what's going to happen in this movie we kind of pr- uh, predicted but based on the trailers, I feel like they're obviously being Marvel and hiding whatever secrets are going to go on to set up uh, even future movies. 
Yeah, man, I I hear you. I, and you know what? The only reason why I'm at ninety percent and not like into the uh, upper nineties or even a hundred percent into three thousand territory is because I'm trying to temper my expectations. You know, I feel like um, those times when I try to temper my expectations and, and, and try to hold back in that regard are the times when I feel like I'm most entertained with a particular movie and. You know, it's going to be pretty cool to watch um, Natasha and her family, that whole dynamic. I feel like that's going to be something new. Um, And obviously, this is going to be a little bit of a flashback because, you know, with the timeline and everything, the MCU timeline, it takes place after Civil War, but before Infinity War, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm curious to see how they're going to tie in black widow into future phase four um releases within the mcu whether it's be you know whether it be related to the movie releases um and uh, the upcoming movie releases and then disney plus shows yeah because we don't obviously natasha doesn't exactly come out of endgame unscathed um literally she wasn't even there in the final fight because she sacrificed herself in the end um so I'm curious to see how will the legacy of Black Widow continue, um, whether it be with a different person or uh, is it still going to be Natasha? I don't know. Who knows? Really in the freaking Marvel Cinematic Universe, even just watching Loki this week, uh, I guess, hint, hint for today's topic. But I was pretty like, what? Like all <laughs> over the place. So um and I'm so I'm excited for whatever has happening in the movie universe of that of Marvel. Exactly. I mean, you, you know, you talking about the MCU, and you kind of were kind of hinting at it. I'm just gonna straight out say it. I mean, it seems like with every, um, I mean, it it kind of started with Spider-Man: Far From Home, when even though it was fake, they were they mentioned the multiverse. They actually said it in in uh within dialogue within the movie and then you know we've had wandavision now and then obviously loki centers around uh the tva the you know time variance authority and you know they were talking about the timekeepers and um and we'll definitely get into this a little bit later on but you know with time being such a huge thing especially coming off the heels of avengers endgame who knows they might be able to figure out a way to um i don't know bring back uh, black widow but I, i'm not holding my breath but hey i'm just saying it, it's a very small possibility nothing is really ever ruled out in the mcu yeah but before we talk a little bit more about loki i actually want to bring up my movie topic for this week it's a bit of a little movie that's about to come out next month august 13 i believe it's gonna be to the sequel to don't breathe which came out was that like 2016 or something? Uh, yeah, I want to say it was right around that time. Let me just quickly check that. I totally forgot. Yes, 2016. You're correct. Wow. Okay. Yeah, 2016 for Don't Breathe, the first one. And I think we watched it together, didn't we? We did, yeah. It was, it was actually surprisingly entertaining and very suspenseful. I liked it. Yeah, it was definitely one of those movies when I was still checking like the Rotten Tomatoes score. Like, oh, look, you got a good score. Time to go go see it um, type of thing. 
And I agree. I remember there were moments where you literally didn't want to breathe. And also, like, one of those, um, like, irking moments. Like, ugh. Like, near the end. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, I'm st- I still cringe oh, at the thought of that. It's so gross. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to mention spoilers for the first one. Just giving that out there. It's, even though it's been almost five years now. But a spoiler warning for the first don't breathe because we're going to be talking about the tra- trailer for Don't Breathe 2. So, Ken, you watched the Don't Breathe 2 trailer. Uh, and the, my question I want to pose to you, because when I watched the trailer for this, I was like, wait a minute. Isn't the blind guy supposed to be like the bad guy? <laughs> so, I, like I was watching it. I'm like, I had the same reaction as you. Uh, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Isn't he going to be bad? So it's like, how do you think they're going to make him uh, Stephen Lang's character, the blind guy? I forgot his name, if he had a name. Do you think they're going to make him the protagonist? It certainly looks like. And, you know, I'll I'll preface what Jeremy was just talking about because, um, you know, I've been I was kind of a little bit behind on, you know, just... uh, you know, watching the trailer, I completely forgot to watch the trailer um, earlier when uh, Jeremy brought up uh, this week's movie topic. And so while we were having our pre-production meeting uh, and we were already like online and everything, he actually got to see basically a reaction of me watching the the trailer on my phone. And yeah, he was basically watching my reaction to it was like, wait, are they pulling an Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator <laughs> 2? <laughs> Where are they basically making, they're making, what, Stephen Lang, right? Yeah. They're making Stephen Lang's character the good guy? What? It, it totally caught me off guard. Um, and I don't know. Maybe we get to see that he's not f- just that bad of a guy, even though, yeah, he did some pretty horrific things in the first one. <laughs> Yeah, because I and I was wondering. There's another question I want to ask you. Do you think this is a proper sequel or is it a prequel? Ooh, do you think it would be something where we get to see him have a bad experience so that he ends up becoming that person we saw in Don't Breathe? I could yeah, actually see that. Actually, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I'm like. I obviously I haven't watched the first movie in a while, um, but just thinking like watching, I'm like, did I miss something? How come I feel like you know he like he wasn't this guy that you were like rooting for? <laughs> obviously, in the first one, in a way, because the the guys, the people in the the thieves in the first one, they weren't exactly the smartest people either, or the most uh, righteous people. Mm-hmm. But then, obviously, by the end, he was doing, um, Stephen Lang's character was doing some pretty heinous stuff in his basement. (laughs) Yeah, me, well, uh, okay, so I haven't really looked at the IMDb, you know, checking out character names and stuff, but it seemed like from the Don't Breathe 2 trailer, it seemed like that young girl is possibly his daughter or something like that, and maybe something bad happens to her in this to the point, remember, in the first Don't Breathe, he's trying to mate? Get a new daughter. A new yeah. daughter? I don't know, maybe a replacement? Because that's mm-hmm. why he was kidnapping young girls or whatever? I don't know. But I do like that theory uh, that 
um, that you brought up. I'm on board 100% actually now, now that I think about it. Yeah, I feel like they're going to shed, if it is a prequel, they're definitely going to make you maybe relate more to the character and then see him turn bad, pretty much. Mm. And then Break you know what? bad. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If they do do, if the the sequel ends up being the prequel, it would actually make me want to watch the first one again because I feel like it's been, I don't think I've seen it since we watched it in the theaters. So it's been five years since I've seen it. Same, yeah, because that movie was, um, as much as it was good, it's definitely not a comfortable watch. <laughs> definitely not. And I feel like because uh, sounds uh, similar to the um, A Quiet Place, I guess, franchise now, sound plays a huge role in in the movie. Um, and so I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like I would definitely want to watch it. I, I feel like it's one of those movies you definitely got to go see in the theater if you do watch this. Cause you get the whole theater experience. You get people reacting and I don't know, you get those jump scares and everything. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely be, be on the lookout for don't breathe too. It looks pretty, pretty interesting. If I hope it's going to be good, then I'll I, probably, if I hear stuff that's going to be good, definitely might want to check it out. I hope so too. And, and you know what's with the job that Stephen Lang did in the first one, I would imagine it's not too much of a stretch for him to play as good of a a, a role this time around, even if, if it is going to be tweaked a little bit where he might be the protagonist. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So this week's uh, TV topic, again, uh, since I am the TV guy, I mean, uh, I mentioned it a little bit earlier when we were talking about Black Widow at the top of the uh, the episode of the newsreel. Um, we are about two thirds of the way through Loki. And so um, last week um, we watched Loki episode four uh, titled The Nexus Event. And so, Jeremy, this week's question is going to be probably the simplest uh, of the newsreel what did you think of the episode <laughs> dude man freaking this episode was <laughs> it was pretty crazy because definitely episode three it wasn't a bad episode by any means uh but it was it was setting up character mm-hmm. a lot uh, whether it be sylvie or loki uh on lamentus but this episode where it kind of gets a little bit crazier just like i want to compare it to episode four of falcon falcon and the winter soldier which was easily i think uh, my favorite episode of um of that show or at least that season and this this uh episode of loki did not disappoint me for some reason i saw like people giving it like bad scores or something like i saw like youtube uh thumbnails or whatever i hate when i see that type of stuff especially before watching the episode mm-hmm. so i had a little bit of a um, worry expectations going into the episode but after watching it man i was hyped i was like oh no what the um especially i guess spoiler alert for episode four um when owen wilson's uh mobius i'm like no son of a <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just remember when she was like prune him i'm like no don't do it yeah. and then i'm like like because easily my favorite thing about the show is uh the relationship between owen wilson's mobius and loki that's like my favorite part and obviously when uh mobius gives him another chance uh, starts to believe him 
almost like acting like friends, and then they kill him. I'm like, no, I know, man. Th- you know, just to piggyback off of what you've said so far about the episode, it's the, it's the emotions. You know, the, it's just a wide range of a right wide range of emotions, uh, because. I mean, there is action, you know, there's different reveals and everything, but man, when uh, Mobius gets pruned and I was just like, no, especially since he, you know, like you said, he was, he started believing in what Loki was telling him and, you know, they've had that kind of up and down relationship, but then it it became, it became um, one of those relationships where they started trusting each other. And right when they did that, just pull the uh, rug right from under us. Yeah, dude. I mean, those... Loki, honestly, hasn't had, like, the best action or anything. And I didn't really expect that. I mean, or I didn't... That's definitely not carrying the show for me. It's all the emotional beats, all the relationship that Loki has with, uh, I guess, Sylvie or Owen Wilson. <laughs> not Owen Wilson. <laughs> not the actual guy. <laughs> unless... Uh, Unless freaking Mobius is a variant of Owen Wilson. (laughs) 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 Who Um, loves to ride jet skis, apparently. Yeah. So maybe, who knows? Maybe Owen Wilson in real life loves jet skis. But just when... uh, And I guess I was was a bit iffy on uh, last episode when they were kind of establishing a bit of a uh, question mark. For, I guess for the relationship between Sylvie and Loki, you could kind of feel that tension there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then obviously they did confirm it in this episode. But then he didn't get to confess, I guess. Yeah. And then when he died, uh, quote unquote, died, I was like, or when he, they pruned him, uh, what's her name? Who The director or, oh, of the TV? Um, Renslayer. Yeah. And. When she like freaking pruned Loki, Tom Hiddleston, I was like, no way. And just in my head, I knew there was going to be a post credit scene, post credit scene or mid credit scene. Um, I I just was in my head. I was like, dang, is next se- if there's going to be a next season? I know it's called Loki, but then you know there's variants. It's not going to be the same Loki. But then, made I that's what I kind of didn't like about the episode. Was the mid credit scene revealing that he's still alive. Yeah. And then there's other variants of Loki there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is kind of random since you bring it up, the, the mid credit scene. And it's kind of like a little bit of, a, I guess, a prediction. Uh, because tomorrow will be the debut of episode five. Do you, do you think you'll have a favorite Loki variant out of the ones that they just showed in that um avengers-esque uh like mid-credit scene you know where they're they kind of hinted with a, a a variant of the avengers theme oh i actually didn't really get a good look at them i didn't really pause it or uh do a breakdown did you uh, yeah okay any? so yeah there's gonna be uh oh, i forget the name of it it's gonna be like uh classic loki that's gonna be uh was it richard e grant i think that's his actor name um that's the older one then you get boastful Loki, who was the one that was holding, uh, looked like a hammer, like a Mjolnir, like a, a variant of Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Kid Loki, who was hanging on to the crocodile or alligator. I don't know. I kept 
I, I whenever when I saw it, I was like, hey, it's Crokey. It's a <laughs> crocodile Loki. So um and yeah, Kid Loki was carrying uh, a crocodile with a uh something, you know, with a hat on with the with the bendy horns. Yeah. <laughs> freaking freaking man Damon. <laughs> Every time. Every time, man. Dude, that would be great. If there was a Matt Damon Loki. <laughs> yes, please. Sign <laughs> me up. Very, <laughs> oh, shoot. For, especially, I would, like, if they got rid of Tom Hiddleston and then I uh, just got Matt Damon, <laughs> that would be funny. But, you know, uh, probably the, the, the older Loki. That's my guess. I feel like there's going to be a bit of a wit to that uh, older Loki, especially him being older. But I'm still looking forward to seeing what's going to happen. I want Owen Wilson to survive. Mm-hmm. and uh, But I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I may know some stuff based off of uh, some previous uh, trailers. Do you actually want to know? Mm, maybe not. Yeah. I'm going to stay away from it. So, um, but, I mean, since you decided not to, I mean... What was someone? Oh, what did you think about the whole uh, Timekeepers reveal, where they were actually androids? Or so that was a robots bit surprising. Like yeah, I didn't. I, for some whatever reason, in the back of my head, I keep thinking that there is still the Timekeepers, mm-hmm. but they're just not there. You know what I mean? I feel like there is still such thing as the Timekeepers. They're just not in the TVA, like just sitting there like they were that was a bit weird wait so do you think that if there is a i guess a version of the timekeepers or whatever that isn't necessarily there at the tva do you think they are still the big bad of the show Mm, i still think so you know what it reminds me of exactly like the prophets in Halo. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Except one of them looked like Lorax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. I'm like, that one looks kind of goofy. Yeah. But um, no, good call. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we're both Halo fans, but yeah, I remember in Halo 2 when they finally introduced the prophets, it reminded me of it as well because of the fact that they would just kind of sit and, and then they have like, uh, I guess, the prophet of truth, prophet of truth as like the main guy. Uh, but then, obviously, it was a little bit different because, obviously, they were just, I guess, puppets. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's going to be like that. I feel like they are going to be the big bad of the show. Basically, Loki is Master Chief revealing to Owen Wilson, the Arbiter, uh, <laughs> that Dang. oh okay. the Covenant and the TVA are like the bad guys. And then they're going to take him down together, pretty much. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, I feel like some of the TVA, now that they know some of the truth, they're actually turning good. Like, uh, well, I mean, she she got pruned, right? Uh, was it B, B-15? Did she have a number? B-15? Something like that. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Did she got pruned? I forgot. She just got knocked out. I forget. Because it was, remember, they went back to uh, Rock's cart, right? Um, yeah. With her and uh, Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an intense scene. I love that setting, too, where it's all, like, rainy and stuff. Oh, man. But I'm looking forward to... I can't believe there's only two episodes left now. Oh, seriously. All right, Ken. So uh, do you want to preview what's going to happen for next week? 
Yeah, this coming Monday, July 12th, we will be talking about the new Steven Soderbergh film, No Sudden Move. And uh, the cool thing about No Sudden Move, it boasts an all-star cast, including Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour from Stranger Things, you know, a.k.a. Hopper. Uh, Brendan Fraser makes a an appearance, Ray Liotta, among others. And so uh, it's currently out in theaters now, and it... Uh, it's actually also streaming on HBO Max. Still not sponsored. Still not sponsored. Yeah, definitely go check it out. I know I watched it on the Friday that it came out. So it was. Uh, you're definitely going to have to listen to our thoughts on that on Monday. So uh, if you want to stay all up to date with us, go follow us on social media at Weekly Real on Instagram at Weekly Real on Twitter, and at Weekly Real on Facebook. So follow us on there for all the latest updates on episodes and different uh, weird stuff that we do. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Until next week, we'll see you next time on The Real. (laughs) 